With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. without white folks and be able to raise the question what is it that we're going to do independent of white people it is very very hard for us to envision a world without white people but we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them But certainly when we talk about a future, we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality. Hetepu, Yimhotep, Indamana, Indamanesh, Nangadef, Majwo, Habargani, Salbona, Anisogoma, Peace, War, Pan-African Greetings family, you've entered Africa's reascension, and this is Kamal Mukasey Tahuti. We shall start off our show as usual with an apae or libation, which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces, and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. I go, I go. I go. Odomakuma, Nyame, Nyame Wad, Treaty Upon, Mawulisa, Olorun, Amen Ra, Beje Ensa, Asasaya Ensa, Abasum Ensa, Abasum Po Ensa, Nana Sergibi Ensa, Nana Siketua Ensa, Nana Dada Kofi Ensa, Nana Tigare, Nana Tigare, Nana Tigare Ensa. Nana Sinkofa Insa, Nana Kumi Insa, Koikufri Insa, Akonadia Bena Insa, Asubota Insa, Pochurewa Insa, Taminta Insa, Shango Insa, Oya Insa, Oshun Insa, Jehuti Insa, Asar Insa, Sekmet Insa, Nananoma Insamanfo Insa, Insamanfo Abasua Fao Insa. Abasum, Abasu Afal, and such. Yeshrimo Yansa, Yeshrimo Ahodin, Yeshrimo Nchera, Yeshrimo Sikapa, Yeshrimo Nkwasa, Yeshrimo Nkwasa, Abasu Afal, Yei Nkwasa. As to you, Odomakaman, and Yame, and Yame Wa, a treaty upon Mawulisa. Olorun, Amen Ra, use me and this form to transmit clear, African-centered, theoretical, and practical information so those listening can use it for their own transformation 
back into the sovereign Africans they once were. May I speak directly to their sunsun, their spirit, their ori, their spiritual head, and their ab, the heart, which for Kemet was the seat of intelligence. The sunsun, the ori, and the ab, and may these words awaken the long, dormant, and asleep African inside of them. Medasipa, Medasibio, Mopiafo. Monne Casta Medassi Nanano Yo Medassi Nanano The Apai or libation is an ancient practice that is still done to this nanosecond in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent. Past, present, and future become one as those of tomorrow look upon what we are doing now, enjoying strength from and doing the rituals of. Yesterday Again Madasi Mapoucha To everyone in the chat Everyone listening live Everyone who will Download this This is Africa's Reascension Um, I got a new Headset And so I hope (laughs) Everybody can hear me all right with this new headset. Um, So until I see something from the chat to say otherwise, we'll go ahead and assume everyone can hear me and move forward. Um, Let me get through the rest of the housekeeping stuff, if you will. Um, Please click on all the ads on the page that helps me out here at Blog Talk. Um, check out my YouTube page, the Africa's Reascension channel, just Africa with Africa's, plural with a K, Reascension, all one word. Um, we've got a channel on YouTube. Um, there we have visual clips of segments of our archives here at Blog Talk. Um, some favorites have been saved from YouTube and uploads that I've done. Um, so you've got Mama Mama Marimba's there, Amos Wilson, Giant Clark, uh, Jacob Carruthers, and others are there. So check out Africa's Reascension channel. If you would like a copy of my book, How to Make a Negro Christian, uh, please go to negrochristian.webs.com, N-E-G-R-O, C H R I S T I A N dot W E B S dot com Negro Christian dot webs dot com. So you go there um and if you buy my book, sixteen ninety five plus shipping and handling, you get to pick one of the other listed books on there for free. You um just put the book that you would like to um pick up. In the little field, there's a field there. You put it there, and then basically you get two books for the price of one. You purchase How to Make a Negro Christian. You then get to pick one of the other listed books there for free, and I send them both out to you. Yeah, about get it should get to you about 14 days. The hot book that folks have been um, getting along with my book. 
and which means I only got a few more left, is um, Holy Lockdown by um, Jeremiah Kamara. It was the black church. I forget the subtitle. It was the black church holding black folks back, something like that. Um, and he's got a magnificent YouTube page um, uh, <laughs> with, with, with his slave sermons breaking down many, many different aspects of Christianity. So, But, yeah, negrochristian.webs.com if you want how to make a Negro Christian. Some other good blog talk shows that are out there, Pan-Africanism or Parish by Taj Malik. Those come on every Thursday at 10 p.m. Right here on Blog Talk, just type in, you know, either Taj, T-A-J, Malik, M-A-L-I-K, or Pan-Africanism or Parish, and it'll take you right to his show. He's got some good archives. Um, I popped in on this show for the last one, dealing with cultural nationalism and um, a lot of good information was shared. Um, we had some good back and forth. So so you want to check his show out, Pan-Africanism or Parish, Thursday nights, 10 p.m. We also have Africa, African Holistic Healing by Ambassador Sar and Mr. Holipsism, and that's every 9th and 19th of every month at 9 p.m., so he's got another good show that will be coming up on the 19th of June. Um, so you want to check that out, 9 o'clock, African Holistic Healing. And then Queen Ifama, the truth scientist, um, her show was just on. She's Sundays at 7 o'clock from 7 to 9, so right before this one. Um, check her out. She she's, uh, she gives butt naked <laughs> Direct in your face um, <clears throat> Analysis And perspective And things like that So that's a very good Resource as well So Queen Ifama The true scientist Sundays 7 o'clock Right before this show Um uh, uh, as far as events that are coming up for folks that are in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area, July 26th through the 31st in Crystal City, Virginia, the Association of Black Psychologists will be having their 43rd annual convention with the theme Akobin, the Warhorn, uh, Bridging for the Future Through Collaboration and Community Building. July 26th through the 31st, and for all of the um, conference fees and who's some of the invited speakers and all that sort of stuff, go to abpsi.org, A-B-P-S-I dot O-R-G, for the Association of Black Psychologists and their 43rd annual convention. Ah. <sighs> This show sort of weighs a bit heavy on me um, because it deals with somebody who, um, when I was new in this, this whole African-centered, conscious, pro-black thing, you know, I was out on the West Coast and um, Farrakhan was doing this thing, and so there, there was even a mosque 
there in San Diego. I never made it to the mosque, actually, um, but I had friends and, and, and colleagues who were in the nation and then uh, even made it to one of the Savior Days back in the 90s, maybe even two of them. No, we made it to one Savior Day. We went up to L.A. for that when it was in the um, Staples Center. I don't know if it was called Staples Center then. And then he just here kind of gave like a talk, I think, down in San Diego addressing something. And so I know we went for that. And so, you know, it was cool. That was cool. The, the, the information that he was giving was interesting, you know. Even at that time, we weren't trying to deal with you no know, Nation of Islam. Excuse me. We weren't trying to deal with you no know, Arab and Islamic stuff, but his pro-black information was, was, was cool and it was sound and we liked that. But to read from the description on my show page, it has recently been brought to my attention two clips of Farrakhan where he has shared some very, very anti-African sentiments. We will play the clips and hopefully get your reaction. Some are saying this is an extinction-level event for the Moribund Nation of Islam organization. What do you have to say about it? So I, I, I put together the, the two particular clips that were brought to my attention, and, um, you know, we'll see if we get some feedback either in the chat or folks will call in. Um, probably more than likely what will happen is I get a lot of emails and comments <laughs> on the page about this. Uh, it's been distressing. To, to hear them and listen to them, um, especially in knowing what he used to say and especially knowing what contrasting what um, Calypso Louie <laughs> recently said with what Baba Mawali, Malcolm X, has said about Africa specifically and contrasting Calypso Louis with what Brother Khalil Muhammad has said about Africa and African people and African centeredness in general and all that sort of stuff and so it's really weighing on my heart on one level to have to do a show like this, dealing with someone who I used to have, you know, a, a modicum of respect for in this pro-black movement. And 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 if it would have been, you know, just something light and just something, you know, crazy, but, but, but not as objectionable as these clips, you know, we would have went with our regularly scheduled program. I'd already had stuff set up and, you know, have a particular show that I was going to do. But um, I stumbled across one of the clips on on Friday, and then Holipsism um, sent me something else that was put out on Saturday, and I was like, you know what, <laughs> let's go ahead and, and, and address this. And I'm sure after this show, 
if you go over to the Amin Ra squad, if you hear on Blog Talk, you type in God Killer, um, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure those brothers and sisters got something to say about it. So I probably won't have any overtime because I'm going to go over there <laughs> to see what they got to say about it because I'm sure they are as dazed and confused and uh, appalled and angry as, as I am um, based on this information. But before we play the clips and go into all that, that was just all the setup. Get you get you warmed up and stuff. Play um, a promo. I'm gonna play my promo, <laughs> and then play another promo and some music, and then um, come back and get into. What do you think of Farrakhan's recent anti-African talks? Africa's reascension. Kamal McCasey Tahuti. As of this moment, we are at war. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Kamal301. K-A-M-A-U-301. We are at 760-454-1111. 760-454-1111 When are we going to, as African people, step up the dialogue? Sundays, 9 p.m. Eastern Because it's black African power An uncompromising, unapologetic, African-centered internet radio show Until we reestablish Africa as the preeminent value None of those other solutions mean a doggone thing blogtalkradio.com slash Kamau 301 K-A-M-A-U 301 If you're not about nation building you're not about African centeredness 760-454-1111 760-454-1111 As of this moment we are at war There's no evidence that black and white races can live in close proximity to each other in peace Without what I was like, attempting to oppress and exterminate the black. Blogtalkradio.com/slash/Kamau301, K-A-M-A-U-301. What kind of God do you wish him? What's the name of it? Who taught you to praise him? Was this the God you were praying to before you were brought to these shores? Was this the religion you had before you were brought to these shores? Can you name one African God? Sundays, 9 p.m. Eastern, blogtalkradio.com slash Kamau301, K-A-M-A-U-301. Peace and divine love, family. Do you want to critically analyze African culture from an intellectual, honest, and practical perspective? Are you tired of all the distractions, self-righteousness, yelling and arguing with no plan or solution? Do you want to build on the facts and deal with the subject or issue at hand? Well, come and listen to our nation's ambassador, Asar, make knowledge born every 9th and 19th of each month at 9 p.m. That's every 9th and 19th of each month at 9 p.m. on the show everyone is talking about, African Holistic Healing, at blogtalkradio.com forward slash ambassador Asar. That's blogtalkradio.com 
forward slash Ambassador Asar, spelled A-U-S-A-R. Or call in live to build or ask questions at 347-850-8653. That's 347-850-8653. Peace.
that would be much appreciated. And even with the um even with now that I'm paying for it okay, cool, cool, thank you. Um, now that I'm paying for it, I remember back, you know, when when I was just getting in Blog Talk, I remember um, Holistism, he had told me that Blog Talk sometimes takes some of your clips and, and get rid of them. And so I was like, okay, that's messed up. And, and I was like, okay, maybe they're doing that just because, you know, we got it for free. And so now I'm paying for it, and I swear I had two clips <laughs> That were in here That ain't here right now And I'm trying to Rush And upload them so we can have them for the show Because I'm like The hell? These are here Um So excuse me if I sound Sort of um If I sound Sort of right now um Scattered Because these Clip this particular clip is very, very important to present the wider context of what I'm talking about. So excuse me for one minute. I'm going to throw on one more song, and hopefully <laughs> this will be uploaded and and we can then move forward. <sighs> I'm paying for it now, Blog Talk, so y'all are going to really piss me off here. Um This 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 would be nice and appropriate.
All right, that was from um, Baba Olatunji and that magnificent Never Will Get Old song, Shango, calling on the energies of Shango. And right about now, <laughs> I need some of that energy. <laughs> Got to turn on this fan, not only metaphorically, but really, because it may about to get hot in here. So, as some of y'all know, Minister Louis Farrakhan, the present leader of the Nation of Islam, made two very scathing, scathing um, clips, or, or folks got some clips of some two scathing comments that he's had to say um, about Africa, about African hair, about African being and Africanness. Now, still, before I play the clips, as I said at the beginning of this, it, this is in stark, stark contrast to um, what Baba Mawali has had to say about Africa it's, and African hair and African features and being an African person. It's also a stark contrast with what um, powerful, powerful um, Brother Khalil Muhammad has had to say about um, Africa and Africanness. Now, most of us here, we, we jettison the Islam stuff and the Arabic stuff and all of that, but when they talk in the pro-black stuff, the African stuff, that's when our ears perk up. So I couldn't get a hold of my um, Khalil Muhammad stuff, but I did come with some clips from Babo Mawali, specifically what he has had to say, what he had to say um, about why Africa is important, why African information is important, and all that sort of stuff. So I'm going to lead off with that to, again, give you the context. And, again, Calypso Louis, before he became Minister Louis Farrakhan, he was under the tutelage <laughs> of of Baba Mawali, and 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 he taught and shared information with um, Brother Khalil Muhammad. And so this 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 just is is very very disturbing. But let's give the context. Let's give how the Nation of Islam's message in relation to Africa, how it started from Baba Mawali's words. So now, what effect does this have on us? Why should the black man in America uh, concern himself since we've been away from the African continent for 400 years, three or 400 years? Why should we concern ourselves? What impact does what happened to them have upon us? Number one, First, you have to realize that up until 1959, Africa was dominated by the colonial powers and by the colonial powers of Europe having complete control over Africa, they projected the image of Africa negatively. They projected Africa always in a negative light. Jungles, savages, cannibals, nothing civilized. And, well, and naturally, it was so negative until you, it was negative to you and me. And you and I begin to hate it 
we didn't want anybody to tell us anything about Africa, and much less call us an African. Uh, and and uh, and in hating Africa and hating the African, we ended up even hating ourselves without even realizing it. Because you can't hate the roots of a tree and not hate the tree. You can't hate your origin and not end up hating yourself. You can't hate Africa and not hate yourself. And you show me one of these people over here who have been thrown, who has a negative attitude toward Africa, and I'll show you one that has a negative attitude toward himself. You can't have a, you can't have a negative attitude toward yourself, a positive a attitude toward yourself, and a negative attitude toward Africa at the same time. To the same degree that your attitude, that your understanding of an attitude toward Africa becomes positive, you'll find that your understanding of and your attitude toward yourself will also become positive. And this is what the white man knows. So they very skillfully uh, made you and me hate our African identity, our African uh, characteristics. And you know yourself that we have been a people who hated our African characteristics. We hated our hair. We hated the shape of our nose. We wanted one of those long, dog-like noses, you know. Yeah. Uh, we hated the color of our skin. Hated the blood of Africa that was in our veins. And in hating our features and our skin and our blood, why we had to end up hating ourselves. And we hated ourselves. Our color became to us a chain. We felt that it was holding us back. Our color came to us, became to us like a prison, which we felt was keeping us confined, not letting us go this way or that way. And we felt that all of these restrictions were based solely upon our color, and the psychological re reaction to that would have to be that <clears throat> as long as we felt imprisoned or chained or trapped by black skin, black features, and black blood, uh, that skin and those features and, and that blood that was holding us back automatically had to become hateful to us. And it became hateful to us. It made us feel inferior. It made us feel inadequate. It made us feel helpless. And when we uh, fell victim to this feeling of in, in, inadequacy or inferiority or helplessness, we turned to somebody else to show us the way. We didn't have confidence in another black man to show us the way, or black people to show us the way. In those days, we didn't. We didn't think a black man could do anything but play some horn, you know, some sound, and make you happy with some songs, and in that way. We, but when, in serious things, where our food, clothing, and shelter was concerned, and our education was concerned, we turned to the man. We never thought in terms of bringing these things into existence for ourselves. We never thought in terms of doing things for ourselves because we felt helpless. And what made us feel helpless was our hatred for ourselves. And our hate for, hatred for ourselves stemmed from our hatred of things African. So now, we just played that one, and I'm going to play one more clip from, from Baba Mowali's last speech. This one is quick, under a minute which gives um, the secret to the growth in the first place of the black Muslim movement, which now Calypso Louis is the head of. One of the things that made the black Muslim movement grow was its emphasis upon things African. This was the secret to the growth of the black Muslim movement, African blood, 
African origin, African culture, African ties. And you'd be surprised. We discovered that deep within the subconscious of the black man in this country, he's still more African than he is American. He thinks that he's more American than African because the man is jiving him and the man is brainwashing him every day, telling him, you're an American, you're an American. Man, how could you think you're an American and you have never had any kind of American treat over here? You have never, never. So we set, we set it up <laughs> with how the, how the movement grew, what the move, how the movement got its its strength, how it got its bulk of its members. It used African information, and then it, it focused on um, building up our self esteem to let us know that all the stuff that Caucasoids had once said was bad being our features, our blood, our skin, color, all that sort of stuff, the African blood that's in us, all of that, is actually good. And they have been lying to us to steal our energy, steal our time, money, resources, all that. So that's the, that's the context. That's the setup. We're about to play stupid clip number one from Calypso Lewis. That's about three minutes long. I ain't going to say no more. I'll just play it, and then <laughs> for folks, of course, dialogue in the chat room, but also 760-454-1111. I want to hear from y'all, too. But get seated. Don't eat nothing. Don't drink nothing for these for these next three minutes because you may spit it out. <laughs> This is not this has not been um doctored or or or, or created and voiced up none of that. This is Farrakhan and his part one of his anti African, anti being African tirade. Hold on to your hat. So Shabazz was not permitted to stay in that area, so he took his family into the jungle of East Asia, which we now call Africa, to make a people close to nature. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, this is the origin of kinky hair, because we didn't have kinky hair prior to that. The hair on our head was like the hair on our eyebrows. The hair on your eyebrows straight, the hair on your head is not the same as the hair on your eyebrow. But the hair of every other people is the same as their eyebrow. Your eyebrows straight, your hair something different. Wouldn't you like the hair on your head to be as straight as the hair on your eyebrow? <laughs> That's why you're so busy frying it. That's why you're so busy pulling it. Because your nature tells you that the kink. <laughs> I mean, you know, with, with I'm black and I'm proud, you, we got to learn to be proud of kinks. Because most of your family of other black people on earth, jet black. They didn't have no broad nose and thick lips and kinky hair. 
They were dark-skinned people, jet black, but they had straight hair, a thinner lip, a thinner nose. But we are marked as a different kind of black person. And we were rejected and despised, not only from the circle of the gods, but we were despised and rejected by all the other dark people of the earth. This is why today black people with kinky hair and broad nose and thick lips are rejected in every society. I want you to hear me well tonight. Yes, sir. Why are we rejected? Because the essence of beauty is in obedience and submission to God. And the essence of ugliness is when you rebel against God. And when you rebel against God in your rebellion, you are marked with a certain mark of your rebellion, which is the disfigurement of your internal self, which manifests in the disfigurement of your external self. And this is why when you look at our people, Wherever we are found on the earth, you find us either disfiguring ourselves physically because we are disfigured on the inside because of rebellion. Whew. And it gets worse, y'all. <laughs> but um, checking out the chat, I don't care for Ferris Khan because he is anti everything. He practices his own twisted version of the Muslim faith. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely true. Um, so, some more feedback 760 I don't even know where to begin with that bullshit. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you- Ooh, I, 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 wow! Are you kidding me? You conk wearing Negro. You talking about disfiguring, and and it'll just be interesting to see what all you got to go through to get your hair to look the way that it does. All the time. Okay, so so okay, we know he's starting off with this BS from Asia. We we all come from Asia, Asiatic black man, all that crap. And so the jungles of East Asia is Africa. And so I guess we were supposed to be that you know where the lost tribe of Shabazz, I guess, and we got lost. <laughs> Leaving Asia and going in Africa. First of all, that's some BS. Period. We did not start in no Asia. And everybody that's listening now, and hopefully everyone that will download this, should should know that that's total BS. Period. Point blank. Even Carcassoid, who've been trying to fight it for years and years, is like, okay, all humans started out in Africa, in the place we now call Africa. So so this BS as far as started out in Asia and then the jungles of, of East Asia being Africa, that already started off on some BS. 
Um, and we didn't have kinky hair then, but we got it now. Now, again, from real history, 200 to 300,000 years ago, we started out on the African continent about 75,000 years after that, we then left. And then we populate all the places on the globe. And when you either hook up with Renoka Rashidi, get one of his video tapes, or hell, just Google what some of the people in the rest of these places look like. The first people in the first folks of Australia, the first folks of New Zealand, the first people of Indonesia and Malaysia and over in the Solomon Islands, the first folks in the Philippines and China and Japan. When you look at the first people everywhere, they dark-skinned folks, and maybe outside of Australia there's something else going on there. They've got the dark, they've got the um, thick, tightly curled hair with a better pH balance, as, 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 as Mama Marimba, Ani, would call it, and how she would say. And, and you got some folks who have tried to um, play around with the word kinky and make that uh, something nice to say and nice definitional construct and all that, blah, blah, blah. I did, no, I, I ain't got no kinky hair. I have nice, tightly coiled hair. Um, but it ain't kinky. And so this notion that dark skin, broad noses, broad lips, tightly curled hair, he, he he's redoing this, this curse of ham bullshit within a Muslim context. That's all he's doing. We were scarred with this when we were brought out of Asia into the jungles of Africa because we were rebelling against our regular nature and rebelling against um, Islamic teachings and all. It, it, huh? This is Curse of Ham 2011 within an Islamic context. That's all it is. Most of us have smartly um, jettisoned that stupidity and, and, and left Christianity, or if we haven't left Christianity, we at least know that that curse of ham is a bunch of BS. And so now here is Calypso Louie <laughs> regurgitating it with a different spin on it for a new and a different audience. And I know on a different website when I put and and, and when I put the clip there, I, I, I put in the comments field, is there some resurgence of Africanness and and African-based information that's going on to the point where the NOI is losing a whole bunch of members, which which is the impetus for this anti-African polemical BS that he's spewing here? Is, is the NOI losing members hand over fist, left over right, because folks are tapping into the African, the direct an untainted African piece, and they're like, you know what, this Arabic stuff is some BS, and this Muslim stuff is some BS. I want to know, I want to get back in touch with what I was dealing with before the Arabs invaded, before 
the Caucasoids invaded before. If that's what's going on, and so he's seeing all these members leave, and so he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa I got to create a stopgap measure, and and so let me throw out some BS about being African, being a natural African. And I'm getting a bit ahead of myself because the second dumbass clip is even worse than the first, worse than what you just heard. The second one is even worse than what you just heard. Now, 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 Queen, you just came into the chat room. So did you you missed? Oh, okay. Well, it seems like this particular clip is something new. Um, <laughs> it seems like these clips are new, or maybe Afro Styli, you know, just came across them and he's sharing them now. But it seems like some relatively new stuff that's out there. Um, and and that that's the only thing that I hate is that there wasn't any time stamp, so we can't get an idea of when this actually took place. Um, Queen, did you – now, I know you came in after I played it, but did you hear um, him – did you hear the recent Farrakhan anti-African stuff? Did you – anyone send that to you recently, or did you come across and stumble across it um, on YouTube? Because for all the folks that are just now coming in, i play it again for y'all, just so y'all know that we're not – Demeaning, defaming nobody These are his actual words And I hate to, you know So, so, so So, Brother Baruti um, Queen Y'all want me to play that clip again So y'all can hear it and get it in context Oh, so that wasn't a recent lecture Okay, okay, so you heard that already Um, Brother Baruti Baruti Sankofa Have you heard the recent Crazy-ass stuff that Farrakhan has said Because I play it again You know what, I'll just go ahead So so if y'all haven't heard it It is it will be in the record And like I say, there's another clip that, 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 that I don't know if it was part of the same one or not But there's another one that was done But I'll go ahead and play it again Because I want folks to know that I ain't making up nothing So Shabazz was not permitted to stay in that area, so he took his family into the jungle of East Asia, which we now call Africa, to make a people close to nature. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, this is the origin of kinky hair, because we didn't have kinky hair prior to that. The hair on our head was like the hair on our eyebrows. The hair on your eyebrows straight, the hair on your head is not the same as the hair on your eyebrow. But the hair of every other people is the same as their eyebrow. Your eyebrows straight, your hair something different. Wouldn't you like the hair on your head to be as straight as the hair on your eyebrow? <laughs> That's why you're so busy frying it. That's why you're so busy pulling it. Because your nature tells you that the kink. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, you know, with, with I'm black and I'm proud, you, we got to learn to be proud of kinks. Because most of your family of other black people on the earth, jet black. They didn't have no broad nose and thick lips and kinky hair. They were dark-skinned people, jet black. But they had straight hair, a thinner lip, a thinner nose. But we are marked as a different kind of black person. And we were rejected and despised, not only from the circle of the gods, but we were despised and rejected by all the other dark people of the earth. This is why today black people with kinky hair and broad nose and thick lips are rejected in every society. I want you to hear me well tonight. Yes, sir. Why are we rejected? Because the essence of beauty is in obedience and submission to God. And the essence of ugliness is when you rebel against God. And when you rebel against God in your rebellion, you are marked with a certain mark of your rebellion, which is the disfigurement of your internal self, which manifests in the disfigurement of your external self. And this is why when you look at our people, wherever we are found on the earth, you find us either disfiguring ourselves physically because we are disfigured on the inside because of rebellion. Wouldn't you like the hair on your head to be as straight as that on your eyebrow? I mean, he, he's placating to the inculcated African hatred images that Caucasoids have implanted in us with that statement. And, and, and he's supposed to know better. I don't – well, I, I, I assume he's supposed to know better, and you know what happens when you assume. And see, Queenie Farmer just, just – she just shared that um, this might have been done in the 90s. And, and, and like I said, if you do have this whole lecture, please, 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 please send it to Kamal 301 at Yahoo. Um, if you can't send it there, then, then um, set up a you send it, you send it.com account and, and put it in there, and I will jump and grab that because I want to hear it and dissect it. Um, because this, I mean, we all, you know, at different times listening to different folks, hear some stupid stuff. But this, <laughs> oh, my God, why are we rejected? He kept asking, why are we? We are rejected because Arabs such as yourself and especially Caucasoids have set up a magnificent, <laughs> magnificent, media campaign, if you will, to defame Africa and African people. It's, it's, a, it's a wonder 
entire world has an issue and a problem with African people being African. It seems like almost everybody in the world, from wherever you go, have a problem with African spirituality in its raw, uncut form. And, and you got to start asking the question, why? What is that? I mean, now, uh, it just, I, I put it into, when, especially when, when Arabs and Caucasoids went around the world putting their stuff out to, to transform the planet to look like them, they always, always had the message of hate yourself, hate Hey, what you're dealing with ain't really no God, ain't really nothing. We're giving you the right God. Uh, a few folks believed it in the beginning. They set up camp there, put the schools there, put the social programs there that benefited folks who did reject themselves and accept them and accept Caucasoids. And then you get generations going through the schools and the social programs, generations going through schools and the social programs to the point right now to where folks don't want to deal with Africa, African spirituality in its raw and cut form, being African, being proud of who the hell we are. We, we, we go through putting the conch in the hair to look like Calypso Louis going through um, surgeries to get the nose. I forget which person. I mean, we one example, good self, one, one good example of self-hatred of recent times is Little Kim. <laughs> when you see original pictures of her before she got with the white boy, she was a cute-looking sister. She was a very attractive sister. And, I mean, before she even came out with her own album and, and, you know, was half naked on the cover, I'm talking when she was with Biggie in the background, you just look at it, it's like, damn, she looked good. Then she hook up with Scott Storch and getting all that, the, the, the lips and the fake breasts, and I think she got something done with her cheeks. And I'm like, she looks like a freaking character, caricature. I can never pronounce that word, caricature. You know what I'm trying to say. She looked like a fool. <laughs> but that's what we're supposed to be striving that, that That deep self-hatred. And now it's coming from somebody that almost across the board, if, if for folks who, you know, just know a little bit of stuff, this anti-African information is coming from somebody that across the board folks would label as pro-black. You know, you just talk to the brother on the street and, and, and brother and sister on the street, ask them about Farrakhan, you know, and the nation. You know, they'd have positive stuff to say, and when folks think of black nationalism, they usually think of, right now at least, Farrakhan. I would say <laughs> we need to look back and, and, and look at Elijah and look at Baba Mawali and, and even Brother Khalid as far as, you know, pro-black, um, conscious, stuff like that. But presently, what we have right now under the leadership of Calypso Louis is total and unmitigated BS. And for folks that don't know, I'm calling Calypso Louis because <laughs> – 
No, actually, that that is not a bad thing in in one sense. That used to be his stage name. Um, before he fully got into the nation in um, the Malcolm book, the the the, the, the Marable, he talks about how. You know, he used to be a singer and an entertainer, and that was his stage name, Calypso Louis. So, so, so. And I know Rush Limbaugh also uses it when he talks about Farrakhan as well. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, you know, he used to do the Calypso music. But I, I, I'm not, I don't want to just devolve this into name calling. But I'm gonna do a little bit of it because I'm pissed off. Um, but it, it 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 just blows me away that that this person, who a lot of folks would consider to be you know black nationalist, and and one of the pillars, one of the pillars of black nationalism is to love yourself, love your natural self. You don't have to do all that crap to your hair. You don't have to get the bleach and cream. You don't have to go through surgery to get your nose cut and 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 and, and your lips shrunk to be acceptable and to look good and all that sort of stuff. You are beautiful as you are. I always say the issue is not my skin. The issue is Caucasoid's relation and Caucasoid's opinions about my skin. That's the issue. It ain't. (laughs) Quit laughing, hold up. It ain't got nothing to do with my skin. That's the issue. It's got to do with what you are saying about my skin and my features. That's the issue. So you got the problem, not me. And so now this. Dude is jumping on this European bandwagon saying some of the exact same stuff. Yeah, hold up, I did. Um, in the chat room, um, hold up, sister said, did you notice the dark-skinned sister in the audience crying? And 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 that was within the context that um, Afro Stiley put it in. And it's like, for me, it was hard to interpret. I didn't know if she was crying because of what directly of what he said, or if she was crying for um, for for another reason. And and I had written down what I thought the other reason was, and I can't find it right now. But it, I I didn't know if she was directly crying because of what he said. Um, I guess it, 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 since I can't find it, <laughs> um, I guess it, that would just make sense. But then when you look around them, there was put the link up. Um, yeah, somebody because I know and it's Af, it's on Afro Styles page and it's um Nation Self. Nation self-hatred teaching or something like that. If somebody's got it immediately, go ahead and um, y'all can put it up. I'd have to look for it <laughs> to put it up there. Um, but it's, I know uh, the, the other sisters that were sitting around her, you know, they they were crying. I don't know. I, we can have that discussion 
Come on, call in. 760-5444. You see, I'm heated. I can't even talk straight now. And this is beautiful, all the folks in the chat room. Thank y'all. 760-454-1111. I want to hear from y'all on this stupidity, stupidness, ignorantness from 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 good old Calypso. Um, where, yeah, I don't have that immediate clip right off, right at my fingertips. And I should have had it. I mean, I processed it so I could play it online. But, yeah, folks may have wanted to see it as well. So my bad. Um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and look for it. And we're at the top of the hour anyway. So I'm going to play the clip from Afro Styley. Go check his page out. He got some good info there. And he's a warrior slamming. Wesley Muhammad and other fools that are anti-African but want to use the African information for their benefit. And then I'll play some music, and hopefully I'll find the um, um, visual clip, and I'll put it in the chat room so folks can look at, look at it and check it out for themselves. Oh, Afro Style. Yeah. Hotep, I'm Shaka Ndugu Kemet. Check out Afro Style. That's A-F-R-O-S-T-Y-L-Y dot com slash English. If you have not yet seen Introduction to Kemet, you are already sleeping. I don't argue, I state facts. Hence why I check the Hebrew Israelites, the black Muslims, Ali Muhammad, Dr. Wesley Muhammad, the Moors, and many others. No matter what, I never lied on them, disrespected them, nor called them names. I also prove that Allah is not written in hieroglyphics. I thank Brother Holy Psism for the opportunity. Asante and Hotep to all non-religious heterosexual Africans worldwide.
all of the sites where they have video stuff on here, please, 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 please save it to your hard drive. I can't begin to tell you how much stuff I used to see on YouTube and on all these different sites that are no longer there. Good, good lectures that that good lectures, good information that YouTube, for some reason or another, you know, decided to boot off. So please, please, all the stuff that you get your hands on, save it to your hard drive. I went out and bought me another hard drive so I can back up my original hard drive once a month to make sure I don't lose nothing. So I can pull it up at, at, at a moment's notice. And for stuff like this, for folks saying crazy, stupid, ignorant stuff, no, I didn't say that. All right, give me a minute, brother. Give me a minute, sister. Clack, 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 clack on the computer. Bam, it's up, and it'll be there. So please, please, please save stuff to your hard drive. The best um, soft, the best free software that I've found where you can capture anything, that any video that's streaming live on your computer is Replay Video Capture. I'm going to put that in the chat room right now. Replay Video Capture. Get that software. You 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 like they have ah it it, it it's better than um it's like if you download real player, you know, they have the thing where you can download all YouTube clips a little thing pop up. It's even better than the add-on Within um, Firefox, the, the the download helper, they have a. I can, with this, this is a, this is some software. This is some software where that you can do, and you can manipulate it and use it. Because even with those other two that I just mentioned, if it's a, some type of video format that it doesn't read or register or something like that, it won't be able to down. It won't be able to capture it. But with replay video capture, you can you control that and you can get it. Um, you set how long it can be. You set. Oh, nice. Um, you set how big the file is. You can set the um, time. Like if like sometimes what I do is I'll, I'll want to um, record something, and so I'll do it at night. And so if it's two hours long, I'll put, you know, two hours, hit play and hit record, and then go to sleep, and it'll be all good for tomorrow when I wake up. So replay video capture, you want to get that. And then um, Brother Holip just put something in the chat called Zamar, Z-A-M-Z-A-R, which um, – I guess lets you um, convert different files over to different stuff as well. And so he just put that in there, so I'll check that out. But, yeah, there's been so much stuff. Thanks thanks for that. Hold up. There's been so much stuff that is lost, and we would have lost this primary <laughs> documentation um, if, 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 if Brother Afro Stiley wouldn't have saved it to his hard drive. So now... Let me go ahead and play the second one. I feel for the woman crying in this. It's like he just made them feel like crap for disfiguring himself. 
I'm reading from um from the chat room. I did again, Curse of Ham 2000, oh, whenever this was, but the new Curse of Ham under a Muslim context. That's all that I see that is. Yes, don't just favorite it, actually download it to your computer. So now, I'm going to go ahead and play the second one. This one is about seven minutes long, and if you thought the first one was bad, this is even worse. And I, I want to thank Whole Lip for sending this to me. And again, it's from Afro Styler. That brother combs the web like nobody else. Um, um, I'm going to have to do more to support him. That's that's a good brother. Out, I think, in the U.K. And, and, and we got, again, conscious pockets of folks all over the place doing magnificent work. And, and <clears throat> Brother Afro Styler is one of them. So yeah, so I'm so Afrostyle got a hold of it, put it on this site. I didn't see that one. It was whole lip that sent that one to me, and this one is, I would say, even worse than what we just heard. So again, if you're drinking something or eating something, put it down for the next seven minutes and listen to more stupidity, more anti-Africanness. From Calypso Louis Farrakhan. In a recent issue of Muhammad Speaks, April 1974, there appeared a warning reprinted from a 1967 edition of the newspaper against the adoption of African dress and hairstyles and against the marriage of blacks outside the United States by Muslim followers of Elijah Muhammad. What is the meaning of this warning? And why was it necessary if black folk in America? trace their roots back to Asia and are now attempting to identify with their brothers on the continent? Good question. You are not to follow the styles of Africa. Allah didn't raise you up today to copy the style of Africa. The black man in America, if you understand prophecy, is the prodigal son. The prodigal son, when he goes home, he gets the robe and the ring, and he accepts rulership over the house. You cannot lead your brothers if you follow your brothers. It is written in the scripture, thou shalt no longer be the tail, thou shalt be the head. So here you are now wanting to pick up the discarded culture and customs and traditions of ancient Africa, which does not add to you in the modern world of wisdom. It takes away from you because the African does not respect you because you're 400 years removed from Africa. And as you've been a second-class American citizen all your life, now you've given up your second-class American citizenship for a second-class African citizenship. So you've been a white man's fool, now you're a black man's fool. So where in the heck have you progressed? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad wants no people on the earth to make mockery of you. And when they meet a Muslim, they don't mock us. If they meet us in a suit, they've got to respect our wisdom. Because we know why we're wearing the suit and why we don't wear the boobah. 
We will never see the followers on be like Muhammad, growing our hair all up off our head like a mop or a bird nest to prove to whitey man that we are proud of, of our kinky hair or what you call wearing a natural. What else is it? It's natural, isn't it? Well, man, you don't have to let it grow wild. Cut that damn thing, man, and look like you're intelligent. Wait a minute. Don't get hot with me, brother. I love you. But look, man, you, you get yourself laughed at. We're not going to laugh at you because we're flesh and blood. But you see, here's a man got his hair all up. And I'm not making mockery because, brother, if we weren't under the teaching of Elijah Muhammad, we probably wouldn't have no hair. We'd be out there doing something worse. But it's a dust catcher and a disease catcher. You're not doing yourself any good. Well, you say we're braiding it now. My God, I'm telling you. Brother, you just going from the sublime to the ridiculous. And I, I don't know what was sublime, but all of it looked ridiculous. And all of this because you don't want to follow the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. You can't out-African the African. And he don't come here with no damn bush on his head, brother. You go down to the United Nations and check him out. He ain't got nothing running through his nose. He left them back home in Africa and he's trying to get them here. But here you are. You're going to jump up now, Mr. Savage. And going to run a stick through your nose. Or run one through your ear. Or you're going to cut off all your head, be bald with some big damn earrings falling off your What is wrong with you? Then you're going to reject Muhammad. Because he's trying to put some sense in your head. No. No, we don't want the black woman in America marrying no, no African man. Hell no. And if you're from Africa, I'm telling you to your teeth. You are our brother and we love you, but damn it, leave this black woman in America alone. What do you want her for? You know damn well you don't want her for good. Some of our brothers from Africa come here and do the same thing to you that the white man and, and your dumb black brother put you through. They use your body because you just Africanized now. Oh, this is the ambassador from here and the ambassador from there. This is Mr. Okoko Unukwi. <laughs> and you are so doggone happy to say that you know Mr. Okoko Unukwi. That you married a man and he got you out there hustling. Or he used you and when he get finished with you, he dumped your little black backside right out here on the sidewalk. Because where the hell can he take you, uh, old hip? Swinging finger popping nigger woman has been in the mud all your life. Now you look at me like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Can you identify with the African black man's mind when you 400 years removed from Africa? Hell no. So you better come on home the minute Muhammad gets you cleaned up. Here they come now. Well, all praise is due to Allah. That Elijah uh, Muhammad, he really uh, make you look pretty good. That's right, brother. He made her look pretty good for us. For us. 
Man, when I heard that one, I, I think I literally did throw some stuff at my at my computer screen. I I I don't even. Oof, um, somebody call in <laughs> and give me your take. We got we got a few folks in the in the call queue. Raise your hand if you want to comment on this, or call in seven six zero four five four one 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 one. I this I am literally besides my beside myself. I mean. Again, brother, brother Khaled, you know he was he was a Muslim and and you know he had critiques and he said a few things. So he has never said anything on this level of stupidity. Uh, um, and and, and Bob Mawali, you know, and folks keep bringing up he had issues with women and he, you know, has been quoted as saying some very very harsh things about. Women and, and black women and all that sort of stuff But again Publicly or privately He never said Anything this stupid And dumb and, and asinine um, Don't copy the styles of Africa So basically we're supposed to rule Over Africa That that sounds like that um, Islamic mentality because when they came on down and, and, and began to take over parts of North Africa, they they weren't, you know, friendly about it. When you're taking over shit, you're not friendly about it. You use your sword and your gun or whatever you got, and you take over and become the rulers of that area. Um, one thing that will be interesting, and, you know, this is looking into the future, Farrakhan will be long gone by then, and if the NOI is still going on, going existing, it'll be interesting. Once Africa re-gets into a position where they can then confront the Arabs and let them know either A, y'all can stay, but you all will be under African rule, or B, all y'all got to leave. It'll be interesting to see where the nation will fall in that conflict. Who will they be siding with? Will they be siding with their innate African brothers and sisters fighting to get full control over their, our continent? Or will they be on the side of the Arabs who they now give their full allegiance and existence to? That's, you know, off into the future, so that'll be interesting to see what happens when that day comes. And it's possible, you know, the NOI may not even be around at that point, but it's just an interesting thought experiment to have. Whose side will they be on? Um He 
here you are picking up the discarded culture, customs, and, and traditions of Africa. Why are they discarded? First of all, they are only discarded by the folks who are in the cities and in the urban areas. You can go to Aquapim. You can go to Larte. You can go to inner Africa right now and find folks who are not only who are not who are I can't talk I'm so mad <laughs> who not only are not discarding it but who are grabbing onto it tighter because they see the insurgence of the the the, the white culture and the air culture coming in and they know that ain't no power and truth in that. And so they're grabbing on and holding on to their traditions even tighter right now. We can go and find that right now. So why? So so when we so when he brings up the discarded culture, customs, and traditions, we got to figure out who he's talking about. And the main ones who are discarding it are the ones that's in the urban areas. Are the main ones who are wanting to be. Caucasoids and Arabs are the ones who feel that that culture and that way of life is the better way to go and is the way to be and all that sort of stuff. So so don't get tripped up like it's every single person on the continent and everyone's running from the culture and the conscious running from the culture and the traditions. No, there's a segment of them that are doing it. A, a, a ever growing segment because we're not doing our job. I, I strongly feel like I think it was Dr. Clark that said that, that Africans over here, the stolen Africans over here, will be the the key to unlock Africa. I, 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 one reason why I do agree with that is because if we can show that we're in the belly of the beast, but we are knowingly, deliberately, and consciously reawakening Africa in our everyday existence, and then we go over to the continent in mass and show them that that's what we're doing, that will have a profound impact. There are individuals who have done it. There's, there's the um, sister who is the head, the queen mother of the Shrine House that I'm a part of. She is one of the only people who were born over here in existence who is now a queen mother over in an area in the continent. And and not only just queen mother, but queen mother as far as she also takes care of certain key shrines in the area. And she puts on festivals, major spiritual festivals on the continent. Not too many people get that distinction and even fewer people get that distinction that were born over here. So she has shown them a whole bunch of stuff to be able to get that distinction. You also got um, Brother um, Obadle Cambon, who does who who does um, abibitumikasa.com. He's repatriated, and he's over in Ghana now, and he has learned, relearned the language, and and he's impressing the hell out of quote-unquote native speakers over in Ghana with his handle on the language, and he was born here. So we've got individuals who have went back over, who were born over here, who have reclaimed the Africanness, and then went back home 
and who have went back home and then said and then shown that the um, the impact of reconnecting to the culture and and large the, the, their sphere of influence with the continental Africans, they are blowing their minds that wow we're trying to run to America to get this this and that and you <laughs> you were born there. And and you come back over here being like us or being like our elders. Hmm, let me relook at this whole thing. So we've got individuals doing it, but we need a a, a, a group of folks with their minds right <laughs> to go back and do that. Um, we need to show a, 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 a presence, a, a force, you know, like a hundred folks. 200 folks going back in mass and being like, hey, we're here. Um, we want to help y'all. Y'all can help us. Let's, let's do this thing. That's what it's about. See, what, what Farrakhan is stuck in and, and, and the whole NOI basically was built around messianic nationalism. Messiah-focused nationalism. Basically, one motherfucker got all the answers, and we're going to follow you. If that hasn't been shown not to work, I don't know what else can be shown (laughs) to show that that's not the way to go. I've said it before multiple times. One of the main reasons why the Panthers were so hard to get rid of by Caucasoids was because they had this diffused leadership. Even when Huey got thrown in jail, other folks knew what to do and kept the the, the, the Panther agenda going. They had to they had to take out Bobby, they had to take out Eldridge, they had you know, they had to go through, you know, before Elders sold out, but they had to they had to really look at the structure and take out multiple people to eventually break the Panthers. And 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 even when you look at the traditions, you had councils of elders. Even look at him. You had the Sutan, which we now call Pharaoh. If he was buck wild and doing something stupid and crazy he still had to answer to the Council of Elders in Kemet. Look at Ghana. You had the you have the Asantehina and the Santehema. If either one of them are are going buck wild and buck crazy and doing some super crazy stuff, they got to answer to a council of elders. When you look at different cultures, and that's just two, when you look at different traditional cultures throughout the continent, we had checks and balances. So we may have had a figurehead speaking and a figurehead interacting with different groups and different folks, but they would always come back to the community to get their opinion and to talk to the Council of Elders to make sure that the the um, ideas and the aspirations of that entire community were being expressed through this one particular um, mouthpiece, and if they got out of hand, 
either the community or the Council of Elders will put them in check. But what we have here is Messianic nationalism, which I, I, I feel is probably definitely a continuation of our indoctrination within Christianity because uh, I, I'm trying to remember, I can't remember who said it. I think it was Dr. Clark who said it, that folks who left Christianity and got into Islam still didn't, you know, fully uproot all the Christian stuff out of them. And so they, even in Islam, they, they deal with, they, they, they still have that um, preacher aspect in them. They still have that follow me aspect in them. This it's it's the, the the preacher model has followed over into into the nation with this focus on one person, one individual. They have all the answers. They are the 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 second coming of God. They are God reincarnated. Even I was just listening to something about um, the Moorish Science Temple, and after Noble Drew Ali died, you had fools saying and folks believing that that the, the, this next person in charge was the reincarnation of Noble Drew Ali. I heard that and I looked at my phone. I was like, "What? People fell for that." He just died, and, and, and so now listen to me because I am the reincarnation of, of of Noble Drew Ali. His spirit has now come into me, and so his mind is in my head, and follow me. One, messianic nationalism. That has been the downfall of so many black movements from the 1900s until this present day. And it's still continuing, and we still, I mean, Malachi York, Messianic Nationalism, it was all about him. Solomon, this universal or, or United Nation of Islam out in Kansas City, all about him. And he's the divine, he's God in person and all that. <sighs> Oof. He's talking about we're trying to out <laughs> we're trying to out African the Africans on the continent. Now yeah, I'm sure there are some folks who are trying to do that and, and hopefully again the elders <laughs> over on the continent will snatch them up and let them know that, you know, that's not what it's about. But the serious folks, the real, real folks, some of the folks that's right here in this chat room and, and on the phone, in the queue, it's not about out-African and trying to out-African and African. If anything, y'all Muslims are trying to out-Muslim the Muslims. <laughs> we are attempting to reconnect with the culture Africanize everything we touch, modernize it without westernizing it, and then move it forward and make it useful for our present day. That's what the serious folks are doing. We know that 
we have to have a Wahimi Mesu or 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 an African Renaissance to to, to move this thing forward. Calypso, y'all done had hell when it was around nineteen forties, late thirties or so. Y'all done had about seventy, eighty years to make a major, major impact on the lives of of the global African world. And y'all have not done it. I want us to get at least a hundred years, you know, of, of pure D African centeredness. And and after that hundred years, if we haven't produced some major major stuff, then yeah, level all the critiques on us that y'all want to. But right now, we we've got all this other stuff we can look at and say, y'all had certain things, but y'all missed this 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 and that. And so it's time for y'all to step the hell aside and let some other folks come up and do some stuff. It would be nice if groups could understand that they're a moribund group and just die off peacefully. But, no, they got to kick and scream and, and, and confuse more and more people and, and, until they eventually, you know, go ahead and die away. One one connection that I'm seeing with the NAACP and the NOI is that both of them are moribund groups. Moribund is about to die out. And so the a last ditch effort <laughs> to, to 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 try to get that one last gasp of life is to let non African folks into the organization. And I remember hearing Farrakhan directly say <laughs> that that they were gonna start letting um non white folks, non non African folks into the organization. And we just got just recently there there was articles about on the NAACP doing that. Now that's this last ditch effort to breathe a little bit of new life to the organization, instead of dying off peacefully and letting other organizations that are really about to work come in and do some stuff. No! <laughs> wow. Uh, in the chat room, Brother uh, Broody just said, I saw a white member in OI yesterday. I had to see it for myself. Wow. <laughs> they are trying everything. Again, Elijah Muhammad, who borrowed the method from Brother um, Marcus Garvey, as far as having you have a central area where it's your base. And then you spread out and you have other people in other areas and they all feed back into the base. That is something that we can take from the NOI and pre-NOI, the Garvey uh, movement, as far as that type of organizing. And 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 I was sharing some of that with Whole Lip with this one idea that I'm working on um, to get some broad, broader nation-based um, organization thing going on. I ain't going to share that here right now with blog talk until I've worked out all the kinks and stuff. But um, so, but but that's one piece that we can definitely take from um, the NOI again, which got it from Garvey as far as having that central base and then having your your 
I want to say tentacles, but having your arms in other places and the stuff that they do all feeds back in to help the base. And then the base, of course, helps um, maneuver and guide and, and, and deal with all the um, separate, not separate, linked up but in different areas type organizations. So, you know, they have lessons in there that we can take from without joining them. But the stuff that we heard tonight, undoctored, untainted, un you know, I ain't play around with it, <laughs> that's straight up from his mouth. So no one can say that I'm making up stuff. Got a few more minutes left. We getting it from all ends, and when I say we, I'm specifically talking about the African Center for. And this reminds me of the the the, the Mister Holicism clip that he just put up today. But let me, the Moors are talking about black is death. You got the Hebrew Israelites that seems like they hate all women, and within all women, they hate black women. Some of them. Then you got Farrakhan talking about um, hating black features and 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 putting a new new spin on the curse of Ham and all this sort of stuff. Holocaust's clip was basically dealing with these three groups that I just mentioned give the appearance. That they're pro-black Give the appearance that they're down For what we're talking about But they confuse The hell out of New folks coming into This information because Of this other stupid stuff that they say That black is death and Hating black features and hating black women Now I'm going to play Some of this clip because and, and I didn't get a chance to properly edit it The way that I want to but the, 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 again, that's an added reason why I love Brother Holicism because the way he puts his logic together is just so clear and so in your face. It, he, he put the analogy of the basketball team, and he was like, if you talking all this non-African stuff, but you saying you why not just take our jersey off and put on the other team's jersey so we'll know directly and succinctly who you are and what you about versus having on our jersey and confusing the hell out of folks. And so I'm gonna go ahead and try to get to the most pertinent part of the clip. Again, I didn't get it edited the way I wanted to. That's one reason why I'm hesitating. Because it's 12 minutes and we got 8 minutes And I know I wasn't going to play the whole thing Um We'll try it Peace family This is your brother Mr. Holipsism I'm here to talk to you on this Sunday morning Very overcast and dreary out here And you know Compared to a couple of days ago Where it was 90 degrees But I won't get into that Um I made this video because um I was invited to um, Generation X website, um, and I believe the video that made them invite me was a video called um, "Message to the Black Masses: Don't Do Not Listen to the Conscious Community." 
So I got there and I uploaded the video to that site. And I also put a few videos, you know, just to give, uh, uh, I figure like I take the videos from my my videos that I've done on YouTube, put them on there so that people can have an idea of where I'm coming from. So one of the videos that I put up was how to expose a coon with one question. And of course, you know, when I did that, I got a few people, you know, like I'm used to, to trolls and, and people, but you know, there were some people that came on and attacked me saying that I was being disingenuous, that the question was a setup question, it was a gotcha question, that um, I was, you know, clearly had a, uh, an agenda, and da 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 da. And um, I plead guilty to all of the above. <laughs> the, the amazing part is that people could not realize that, yes, I do have an agenda. It is not a hidden agenda. As a matter of fact, the smoking gun is on my, my website, holipsism.com. Go to the About section, and you will see what Mr. Holipsism is all about. It's a clear and concise agenda. I am for the development, the creation, the implementation, and to defend and protect a social, economic, and political infrastructure controlled by Africans in any community that they exist in anywhere on the planet. That's Africans in America, that's Africans in Brazil, that's Africans in Australia, that's Africans on the continent, that's Africans in, in, in whatever area in London, anywhere, anywhere that Africans exist. I believe that they should control their social and economic and political environment. That's my agenda. I am clear with that agenda and have been clear with that agenda since day one on YouTube. Now what irritates me is dealing with people and the reason why, well, well you know what, let me focus on this video. How to expose a coon with one question. The question is clearly a gotcha question. And if you notice, and when I edited the video, when the guy finally answered the question, I ended the conversation and got off the phone. Because the purpose of the question is similar to this. I'm going to give you an example. If the Miami Heat are playing the Dallas Mavericks, and I'm the coach, and the Miami Heat is down by 20 points at the half, and we go into the locker room, and I'm talking to my team. And I asked my team, do you feel the Dallas Mavericks are a superior team to you? What is the purpose of me asking that question? Is the purpose of me having that um, answer, asking that question so I can sit down and have a deep, philosophical, um, interesting conversation with my teammate, with the, well, not my teammates, but with my team? Is that the purpose of me asking that? Or is the purpose of me asking that question to separate the wheat from the chaff? And I think we all know, if you know me, you know what the purpose of that question was. It's to expose these people who constantly stick their nose in, in business concerning African collective problems. And I don't know how many videos I'm going to make on this before these guys get it through their thick freaking Negro skulls. Either you are for a socioeconomic and political infrastructure for African people, or you are not. There is no shades of fucking gray. 
And when niggas talk about I irritate them, you <laughs> you can't hold a candle to how much it irritates me when you fucking individual, rugged individualist Negroes jump your ass into conversations that don't got nothing. If you're a rugged individualist, take your rugged individual ass, live your fucking life, and stick your nose out of African business. Why is that so difficult a concept for you idiots to understand? And the reason why I, I used the picture of Charles Xavier and Magneto is because I think it just encapsulates the problem in our community. I respect their little ideological discussion much more than ours because at least Charles Xavier and um, um, Eric Lyncher, Magneto, both care about mutants. You know what I'm saying? And let you know before, and you know I can just feel it. I can feel the Negroes coming on. I know both of them are white. I don't give a shit. That's not the point that I'm making. I'm not talking about whether Magneto is white. That's that's irrelevant. I'm talking about the ideological rift between the both of them, and how I'm comparing that to the to the so-called ideological rift between the um, African-centered people. And the integrationalists and the rugged individualists. And what I'm saying is I respect their disagreement more than I respect ours. Because at least Charles Xavier, despite the fact that he wanted to live in peace with the humans, Charles Xavier at least had the sense to recognize that we need a place where mutants can be comfortable. Where mutants can be surrounded by other mutants. So that they wouldn't be picked on and attacked. He created a mutant school. So even in his quest to have peace amongst the humans, he had the sense enough to have something that mutants controlled. What about you, idiots? What about you? The only thing I keep hearing from you guys is just shades of gray. Oh, well, what is African culture? I mean, can we clearly define African culture? What is European culture? Da, 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 da. And then this Negro, these Negroes have the nerve to say, that European culture is clearly superior because check the scoreboard. Well, how about I say that? It's halftime. My team is down by 20. The Dallas Mavericks are up by 20. So clearly the Dallas Mavericks are a superior team. So why don't we just take our uniforms off and not even play the second half? What are we playing for? Better yet, if you're a player and I ask you that question and you go – and um, tell me about all of the accomplishments and you lord over the Dallas Mavericks, then what I'm going to ask a simple question, and this is the question that I've been asking since I've been making these videos. Why the fuck do you got that Miami Heat uniform on? If you think that the Dallas Mavericks are clearly a superior team, then take our fucking uniform off, put on a Dallas Maverick uniform, because that way I can know who the hell I'm playing against. And that's why I'm down with Charles, without Charles Xavier, with Eric Lyncher. I'm down with Magneto in that discussion. Because Magneto's thing is, listen, why are we trying to live in peace with these people when we are clearly superior to them? I can control magnetic fields. What can you do? You have Now, I'm not going to play the whole thing, and I'm not going to have a whole lot of overtime, because, again, I want to go over to the Amin Ross squad myself, which is 
coming on after this because I know they're going to have some stuff to say about Fair Khan and his stupidity too. But I really wanted to get that out there and play that clip. Sorry I didn't get it edited the way I needed. But if the if these folks could just say who they are, I mean, they're clearly saying who they are. If they could just take off the African jersey, get take the pro-black rhetoric out of their mouths and just go on and do your Moorish thing, go on and do your Hebrew thing, go on and do your Islamic thing, and leave us the hell alone, then a lot of the confusion that we presently have would be gone, would be gone. But all of them use our black stuff. <laughs> and, 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 and I should play that clip again. I don't think I would. Um, but they all use our stuff. It makes it sound like they're talking good about Africa. And then they come up with this black as death. They come up with these this dumb shit that we just heard from Farrakhan. You, you got the, the Israelites hating black women. And it confuses the hell out of people. And I don't know how many folks are out there who who have just washed their hands of all this quote-unquote conscious stuff because they came across one of these fools who confused them. And they was just like, you know what? I did, I go, it's simpler to go back to being a Negro. It's simpler to go back to being a knucklehead. So that's what I'm going to do. So now I have to get this into the record. In the late 90s, Dr. Clark, Dr. Ben, and Dr. Jackson, John Hendrick Clark, Yosef Benyakinan, and John G. Jackson, they were here in D.C. At, at UDC, and they did a lecture all together. And right now it's still up on YouTube, and like I said, go – Get it, watch it, and download it to your computer. But it's called At the Feet of the Grandmasters. It's, it's I think, nine parts to it. I'm trying to see how many parts. Yeah, nine parts to it, each about ten minutes. So, you know, it's an hour and a half. Download it to your computer so you can have it. But I'm going to just play a little bit. Dr. Clark and Dr. Jackson commented on a, a questioner asked them what they thought about Farrakhan. And just just let y'all hear the, what the Grandmasters had to say um, briefly. Now, y'all know, if y'all follow Dr. Clark, you know, he didn't have too much good to say about um, the Million Man March. He thought it was, quote, unquote, a waste of good shoe leather. <laughs> he also felt that um, if we were going to do that march at that time, we should at least have one hotel. There was a lot more stuff that could have been done instead of doing a march and then look at me and then all the mystical, Euro-mystical talk that he was talking about and sort of stuff. So we know about that, but I just want to play, get this little bit into the record on a question directly asked to them. And, and Dr. Ben didn't respond on this. Um, they, I guess they were short on time, but Dr. Clark and Dr. Jackson um this is what they had to say about Farrakhan at that time. To any of our elders who here to address this question, what do you consider to be the present and the future impact of Brother Louis Farrakhan on black people? 
fill up the gap by saying some stupidity against it. Um, I I don't know what that what it brought it on, but I know we gonna stop it one way or another. Um, and one of the ways to stop it again is to put the clean glass up against the dirty glass. The African Center folks, we just have to um, build the infrastructure, start building, hook up with other individuals, and hook up with other families that are doing that are of like minds that are doing the work that we want to do, and then oh, the switchboard just dropped. Um, And do the thing and then just go from there. Um, So, yeah. So, oh, the switchboard dropped. I can't even play my clothes. Oh, blog talk, you suck. Don't get to play my clothes. Damn. All right. Can't cry over spilled palm wine. It is what it is. See everyone next week. Same time, please tell a friend, download it, share it with other friends, play it in your cars, play it where you can. Um, so mad I can't play my clothes. <laughs> Abibi Fahodie, Total African Liberation, Yabedi Inkonim, we will be victorious. Next Sunday, 9 o'clock. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.